Let's talk about our criminal justice system. We have a lot of issues with it these days. There are concerns that it's not working as it should to protect Canadians. Well, our next guest has some thoughts on that. Now, he spent his life as a law professor, a former advisor to the Harper government, a law clerk even at the Supreme Court of Canada. But what Benjamin Perrin also has is he's changed his thoughts on the criminal justice system, actually, all because of a letter that he received. He's got a new book out called Indictment, the Criminal Justice System on Trial. And Benjamin Perrin joins us now. He's also a professor at uh, the Allard School of Law up at UBC. Thanks so much for being here this morning. Thanks for having me. Now, tell me about this letter that you received. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of folks can't afford lawyers, right, in this province. And so as a law professor, I often get people asking for help. And this letter was a different. It was an eight-page handwritten letter. The person didn't ask for help at all. They just wanted to share their story. It was an Indigenous man being incarcerated here in BC. And it was an absolutely haunting, haunting letter. And one of the lines that really stood out for me is he said, if you want to turn a man into an animal, put him in a cage without the resources to build himself back up. And that's what was the project on. On thinking about different ways we could do justice and have safer communities. So do you think the system as it is right now is working? I don't think anyone does. Um, when I talk to uh, interview survivors of crime, when I talk to uh, police officers, when I talk to uh, Indigenous leaders, when I talk to people who have been incarcerated, no one thinks the system is working. And what I, we see that in the stats. We see both rising crime rates. We see increasing incidents of police, for example, um, uh, killing people in mental health distress. Those rates are rising. Um, we also have incidents of victims not going to the system, completely given up. You know, it's, it's shocking. Only a third of criminal incidents even get reported to police. So most victims have given up wholesale on the system entirely. Now, Benjamin, you've been on the inside of the system, right? So yeah. what, what did you see on the inside? Does, does the inside of the system think it's broken? I think that, uh, you know, you'll need to read things like some pre- Supreme Court of Canada decisions, and they, they'll tell you that they think it's, it's not working. Um, look at something like the disproportionate rates of Indigenous incarceration. You know, the Supreme Court called that a crisis uh, decades ago, and the numbers have only gotten worse. We're at the point now where 32% of people in federal prisons are Indigenous. And we look at female incarcerated people federally, 50%. Uh, you go to some provinces, it's 70 to 80%. So this is a runaway freight train. It is not working. And we need a, a fundamentally different approach. Um, you know, right now, there's basically two things I see on offer. One is to go back to the old tough on crime stuff more police, harsher prison sentences, uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It, it doesn't work. I mean, if it did, like, look at the United States, right? It would be the safest uh, country in the world. It's not. They have the highest rates of incarceration. They, you know, talk to Republican governors who tried this. They went all in on that, okay? It, you know, nearly broke the bank, and they, they've retreated from that entirely. The research shows that more police does not reduce crime. I'll say again, more police does not reduce crime. Why? Police are reactive. They, they show up after things have already happened. Um, it's like saying, like, let's hire some more, you know, coroners to deal with the toxic drug crisis, right? That You're way too late in the process. So we need to fundamentally rethink how we deal with this. The other thing is locking people up. Look, most people, the vast majority of people who, who do get imprisoned are eventually let out in our communities. And the, what I heard time and again from people in the system, and the research backs it up, is people leave prisons and jails worse off. They're more traumatized. They're more connected with crime. They have less opportunities. And that cycle that, of, of trauma and violence right. continues. And we all, we all pay the price for that. Now, Benjamin, for us here, you know, when you read the stories, you see it in the news, people worry about repeat offenders, right? So someone who's getting out, doing it again, getting out and doing it again. So how do we yeah. fix 
that problem. Exactly. And that's so the system is giving us that outcome. And I actually don't think the system is broken. I think the system is perfectly designed results that it's getting. And so the reason we see people cycling in and out and repeated offending is that continuing to use that sort of tool of harsh incarceration contributes to that directly. It actually increases reoffending. We've known that since 1958. This isn't new. And there's over 100 studies finding it. So I propose a, a different approach in, in terms of how we deal with things. And I call it a new transformative justice approach. The idea is instead of focusing on punishing people, let's focus on transforming the trauma in our society. And there's a whole bunch of different ways to do that. I mean, everything from doing the early childhood intervention to prevent kids from being abused. Um, I found that shopping, someone who experiences moderate levels of childhood abuse is 50% more likely to harm others later in life. Uh, they're also, by the way, eight times more likely to be uh, victimized themselves later. So if a, if a child is abused, um, they're more likely to both harm others later in life and be a victim. So there's, there's some longer term things we need to do, but there's also some immediate things. So I mentioned more police is not the answer. Um, I'm calling for, you know, 24 seven non-police crisis response teams. When we see those in other jurisdictions, they take 15 to 20% of calls. So they're able to intervene when it's a mental health issue, right? Police officers are not equipped to deal with that. That's when we see tragic cases like Miles Gray, who was killed by the yeah. police department and it was ruled a homicide. And we're doing an event next month with his family to talk about why that happened and why it continues to happen across the country. So when you call 911, your options right now are, you know, police, fire, or paramedic. There's no option of a crisis worker and, and families who, who have, for example, elderly parents with dementia have called the police, uh, have called 911 rather asking for medical help. And instead the police show up and within, you know, hours or minutes, even their family member is dead. This is not a one-time thing. It's actually part of the system. So we need new systems to keep us all safer. And um, the other big idea I would just put out there as well, and the province can do this. We don't need to wait for the federal government, is some people need to be separated from our society to keep us safer, right? They're a risk. They do need to. Right. What I want to see happen, though, is I want them coming out better, not worse, right? So Norway had a similar system to what we, we have. They were completely overhauled after a few prison riots and some guards were killed. And they asked the question, what kind of neighbor do you want? So instead of a harsh, you know, inside, right. they transformed it. It's about healing. You get the substance treatment, the counseling, you get a job, you come out. And sure enough, you know what happened? Their recidivism, their reoffend rates yeah. went from 70% down to 20%. So it's possible. Okay. Well, Benjamin, this is a great conversation. I hope we can have you back and talk more about it because I am fascinated by it. But thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you. Really appreciate that. Benjamin Perrin is a professor at the Allard School of Law at UBC, former advisor to the Harper government in-house counsel for the prime minister and author of Indictment, the criminal justice system on trial.